Today on this episode of Going Deeper, we're talking about some probably uncommon passages that deal with the second coming of Jesus. I'm your host, Kyle McCaskill. I'm Marie Burns. I'm Doug DeGraffenried. So join us as we go deeper. Well, I guess we can just dive right into the first chapter of the book of Acts, really. Mm -hmm kind of sets up the whole readings for this week pretty well, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, But something of note, and I'm pretty sure, Doug, you can either verify this, but common knowledge or many biblical scholars will say that the same person that wrote the book of Luke wrote the book of Acts. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so if you're reading this and immediately you get tripped up, where the writer of Acts 1 says, the former account I made, he's probably talking about Luke, the book yeah. of Luke. So mm-hmm. that that's like almost housekeeping at this point where we there just kind of get past. But who's that. Theophilus? I don't know who Theophilus is. If you translate it literally, it's friend of God. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. So I like that. It could be a I'll take it. person's name or he's just... Mm-hmm. Laying it out there as a general audience. Gotcha. Cool. Theophilus. So we have this account in, uh, or really this introduction to the book of Acts mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And we have some words of Jesus in it. And, and mm-hmm. this is the point when Jesus goes up. He is, he ascends. Uh-huh. That's um, yeah. It's a small passage, but it's it's packed full of. You've got the promise of the Spirit. You've got the mm-hmm. Great Commission and the Ascension. And I just I've always loved this verse eleven minute that where they're they're all looking up intently, and the two angels walk up and like, what you looking at? <laughs> First, I don't know for whatever reason that uh-huh. that image just cracks me up. Like what you, what you. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? He told you to go. Don't don't look there. Look out yeah. there. And yeah. I always, I always made me chuckle. Okay, so maybe we can infer right from the get go that maybe we can look forward to and anticipate the second coming. Mm-hmm. But maybe we shouldn't be so focused on it that we miss what's happening in front of us. To you know, and to that point, I would say that that last statement kind of sets the tone for everything we read this week. Mm-hmm. You can get bogged down and and we can we can go get bogged down. That's it's always fun to do that in the details of the second coming and is it literal and all that good stuff. But the point is of all of these readings, spoiler alert, we've got a job to do while we're still on earth before mm-hmm. this goes down. Don't look up there, look out there. Yeah. And Another just a little interesting thing for me with this passage, we know, because we've been there, that when you get up out of the atmosphere, that it's really just space. We know that. Uh, heaven's up there, Kyle. Clouds and <clears throat> little... I well, want to know when you've playing. been there. Well, I mean, humans have been there. Oh, we okay, have pictures okay. from it. I've not been there. William oh, Shatner yeah. has been there. <laughs> He boldly went. <laughs> he boldly went. There you go. <laughs> uh, but so 
with that in mind, I'm thinking, okay, so Jesus ascended mm-hmm. into the clouds, mm-hmm. into heaven, and we scientifically know that heaven isn't like physically located up beyond the clouds. Right. But the understanding of the people of the day was mm-hmm. heaven was up there. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Is am I am I kind of interpreting you're, this right? You're fine, you're fine, but there's a there's a little hint in verse 9. Mm-hmm. They're watching, he's lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. Right. So, you know, um Let's say that Christ entered a different dimension, mm-hmm. et- right? Eternally, yeah. I mean, he's he's gone in that place where he is no longer bound in time, right? So what I what I appreciate about how that happened for them as they saw it is, it really was kind of according to their understanding of the physical world. Sure, yeah. that makes sense. And so I, I like where, where you're saying that, Doug, a whole lot. That, mm-hmm. Because that obviously, obviously, maybe not obviously, but to me that really is what happened. Right. That, that Jesus was, what's, what would be the right word? <laughs> he ascended physically. He ascended and... Then transcended? Uh, is that... The word translated is used sometimes. He, he okay. translated into that pre-existent Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is where scholars just go crazy about the Jesus of history and the Christ of faith and, mm-hmm. and some of the things like that. But it's pretty simple that in our communion ritual, the church only has one story. Mm-hmm. One story. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ, Christ will, will come, come again. again. And um, Acts 1 sets us up for, it is part of the story of Jesus that mm-hmm. after the resurrection, there was the ascension. Yeah. And the disciples witnessed this um, miraculous event. It's hinted at, you could say, in the, the transfiguration, which uh, uh, Jesus goes up on the mountain and is changed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can say Acts 1 is that process of Jesus Changing okay. into his original state. Is that uh, Melchizedek? <laughs> we we I'm, I'm glad. I'm a long time. I, I'm glad. Uh, you know, <laughs> we are over. Okay, we've moved through Melchizedek. Huh. Anyway, I hear I hear that going on. Mm-hmm. Fine. All right, so so we kind of have a handle on. Mm-hmm. I think so. You know, Acts 1 and, and what we see there. He's is, gone, he's y'all. Gone. He's gone. He's gone, but he's not. So so we can move and kind of jump over to the First Thessalonians passage that begins in First Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. That's hard to say. Thessalonians? Thessalonians. Yeah. First, you ought to pronounce the church Thessalonians. Thessalonica. Thessalonica. Yeah. I, I like that the sound of that. It sounds fun. Um, so... Uninformed brothers, you're not to be uninformed brothers about those who are asleep. We hear this one at funerals. Yeah. We don't grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Yeah. And so we've got so many traditions in the church that are built around this this looking forward, Mm -hmm. you know, like you say, in the funerals. And and this is a pretty popular funeral passage, yes? It's 
It used to be. It used to be. It used to be. Uh, I'm not I'm, a pastor. I don't do I'm funerals. I'm trying to think if I've used it recently. Mm-hmm. I like it. I wanted it mine. You wanted yours? Let's look ahead. Don't worry so much about this. Let's yeah. look, look to the better thing that's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I liked in, in this passage the because we've been we've also been studying Genesis mm-hmm. when he comes back according to the Lord's word we will t- we tell you that we who are still alive who are left until the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who fall asleep. sorry verse 16 for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command that takes me back to Genesis in my mm-hmm. mind God speaks and big things happen yeah the voice of the arch archangel with the trumpet call of God makes me think of Joshua like I have mm-hmm. all these Old Testament callbacks in the moment that's coming later on yeah loud trumpets when God's got a hold of them do mm-hmm. big things and the dead will I was just fascinated by the dead will rise first and those of us who are still alive will be caught up in the clouds so here's where you can start to get bogged down and hung up if you feel like it mm-hmm what part are we in the process? So the way I have thought about end times in New Jerusalem is heaven and earth used to be together on one plane. And with the fall, they were sep- they had to be separated. And that in those, when we realize the fullness in the end and all of this is over, the two will be back together again. Mm-hmm. So if we're getting caught up in the clouds, where are we going? And do we come back later? Hmm. And you can head down the whole rapture road and all of that good stuff if you feel like it. Yeah. Well, and again, I think it goes back to trying to communicate mm-hmm. to the people based on their understanding. Mm-hmm. And this this idea that Makes heaven sense. was up there. Right. Makes you know? sense. And, and it's a decent enough analogy, I guess, if you're going to you know, think about heaven being up there. It was a place that was physically unattainable. Now, not so much for Mm -hmm. us because we have rockets and things that can take us to the up there. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't, you're saying don't get caught up in the details. Yeah. It might as well have been a different dimension. Yeah. They couldn't get there anyway, you know? So you did something different in your understanding of, of, of this. You make it, um, or I think I hear you making it. Um, I'm just asking questions. Well, I'm not too hung up here. I just, I think it's fun to dig in. I've, I've always made this the end of the end of time. Mm-hmm. I don't have any church rapture going on in my theology. It's when Christ comes back. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Everybody out of the pool. Mm-hmm. It's over. <laughs> Um, and and we we all get to join in. We to all join in, eternity. and and the <clears throat> dispensationalists out there use this as oh, this is what the rapture is like, and mm-hmm. and I'm prepared for that too. I mean, if mm-hmm. this is what the rapture's like, and we're caught up into heaven, I'm going to grab a sinner and get to about fifteen thousand feet, and I'm going to say, do you repent or do I let go? Oh, mercy. Uh-huh. Well, that's good evangelism right there, man. I mean, it, and and I, I think what Paul's, and I was reading, listening to both of your translations, and they've taken the more gentle, um, there's a variant reading okay. that uh, I don't want you ignorant about or uninformed about those who have fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. The other reading is dead. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, well, that's what I interpreted I, I, it as. Well, I, I know it's just interesting that the New Revised Standard has put the word "died" in back in with the variant mm-hmm. reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is that okay, your loved one that you're grieving right now that you would like to have one more conversation with, mm-hmm. but you can't. In God's plan and in God's economy, they're not lost. They're not gone. There is resurrection. There is also um, a reunion that takes place. So these words are very comforting to people who have um, just lost loved ones mm-hmm. and are, are dealing with um, the awesome reality of the grave. Yeah. We have the warning here that crops up, I think, in almost every passage to not be like the rest of the world, caught in the mm-hmm. darkness, caught in yeah. <clears throat> a drunken life, that yeah. we need to be awake and in the light and in the in the work. And going back to Acts chapter yeah. one, we, we've got a job to do. And it's not just that we make sure we've got it right, but it's that we're making sure everyone around mm-hmm. us is, is yeah. g- with this, with us on that journey. Mm-hmm. Well, if we go back to, I think, uh, week six, it was when uh, Doug's message that week, he, he, was, he had a whole thing, and I think I even posted a video about it, you know, a clip of his sermon from that week, oh, talking Lord. about, are you on God's side, or, or do, you want, do you want to try to convince people that God's on your side? Or are you living? Are you on God's? Are side? you on God's side? Mm. Yeah, right. <clears throat> and so, yeah. I I think that that relates here as well. That uh, we get so focused on some of that that we miss yeah. that idea that in all of this, the the Great Commission and all that, we have to be looking to God to make sure that we're on His side. Right. Not the other way around, right. because my side is invariably wrong. Um, mine is too. So there you go. <laughs> so take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, right. Huh? <laughs> right. So as we move on through mm-hmm. our passages this week, we we get to uh, what is the next one? Second Thessalonians. Uh, Which is a lot easier to say than First Thessalonians. I'm just say saying. So. <laughs> and the mystery character, the <clears throat> man of, man of lawlessness. lawlessness. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Should I take this? Well, maybe it's not who's that, but what's that? Yeah. What if it's um, people who have uh, lived without God or live in opposition to God mm-hmm. or live in opposition to the people of God? You've always got, with the writings of Paul, a couple of um, things that are informing his writing. You have the Judaizers who are going around through the church trying to get people to deconvert okay. or become Jewish again or mm-hmm. add Jewish law to the grace of Jesus Christ. Or you have the Roman Empire who's going around persecuting people, costing mm-hmm. them their livelihood, their homes, and in some cases their lives. Um, so this very likely is a larger concept of the idea of somebody who lives um, without God. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you can say and be correct, it is a harbinger or hint of the character we call the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And that also can be playing in this. So it's a it's a rich image that um, has a lot of uh, meanings that are pinned to it. So mm-hmm. see, when I read it, the way I hear it is not so much an Antichrist, but not putting our trust in political figures to save us. Right. Not putting our hope in a government to save us. Mm-hmm. And sure. there's there's not a time in history when things weren't just really sour in terms of government and mm-hmm. you're gonna we always have somebody when we get a new president that says it's the Antichrist. It's said every <laughs> every four year, four to eight years, it's said by somebody and obviously mm-hmm obviously no but to to me it's i read this as don't be a person who puts your president or your government or some super preacher figure on some kind of pedestal and worship that as though it can save you yeah those things don't save you don't put your hope there and i think we get caught up in that a lot especially when things are are bleak Mm -hmm. bleak. it's hard not to look around for the next great political figure that maybe if they Mm -hmm. can take the whatever then everything will be fine and it's not Mm going to be fine well there's fine it's not going to be okay do you think we do that because it distracts us we Mm. want a comfortable life yeah and rather than thinking about reality or current reality and how to I mean, deal with our current reality or swim through or overcome mm-hmm. our current reality, we distract ourselves. Sure. I I would I would say that you can believe that and you would be correct. Okay, well I'm glad you <laughs> say I can believe that and be correct. <laughs> Sounds very familiar. Yeah, I've right. heard somebody say that before. Well, I th- I think I think we feel like we're supposed to have a comfortable life. And that when things are bad, we're looking to put everything back in its place and get it back to good. Mm-hmm. And I've had this conversation a few times lately, and maybe this is why I signed up for this podcast. It's just been on my brain. It's not going to get back to good. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't care who's in the White House. I don't care at what state our government gets in. One way or another, things aren't good mm-hmm. because we're not meant for this world. We're yeah. not meant to be citizens here we're supposed to when we go we take as many people with us as we can we're pilgrims passing through yes yeah Yeah. but we get caught up in you know is it the end times because we're hearing about wars and rumors of wars and all that stuff but there have been wars and rumors of wars for millennia when jesus says ah this ain't the end y'all this is just how you human beings act Mm-hmm. I mean, when you read about what's going to precede the end times, there's there's two schools of thought. One is that it's going to be really, really bad, or there's going to be great revival right before. And all I can say is, I don't expect... Can I sign up for the revival? <laughs> Please. I want to <laughs> see that. I agree. <laughs> I'd like to be a part of, of that. Uh-huh. In one of our readings, it, it does mention that that he wants as many people... Yeah. Come in as can can come. And our job is to spread the word. And quite honestly, it's a whole lot easier to not spread the word and to skip out on church when everything's good. Yeah. And to not bring our kids to church when everything's good. And it's, 
we're we're promised in here that there's going to be strife and we're going to be persecuted and i'm sorry we're not persecuted in america we're not it might be coming Mm -hmm. and you know it's a lot easier to say i don't need god when you feel like you don't need god because you're managing just fine on right on your own air quotes right because Mm. you know none of us are managing on our own no well i i've i've got people saying i'm worried about this world that my child is coming up in and all i can say is our kids are here for such a time as this Mm -hmm. i'm going to do everything i can to raise my son up to be one of those people who helps bring revival well and and when you look at it oh i'm so worried about the world we're leaving well maybe it's our job to train and and teach and lead the next generation right. into being a, a generation of change. Yes. Instead of, oh, woe is me. Leave such a legacy in your yeah. children that they're strong enough to handle what comes <clears throat> ahead because their strength comes from Christ Jesus. Yeah. Hmm, that'll preach. She doesn't. She doesn't do that. <laughs> Write that down, Doug. <laughs> we, we need we need to let her do that, don't we? I think we do. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I think if you want to hear Marie preach, just let us know in the comments section. Oh, look good. at that! Yeah, I like this. Okay. I'm waiting for my mother-in-law to comment, and that'll uh-huh. be it. <laughs> and I love her for it. Uh huh. Well, uh-huh. the the other thing, man, you you mentioned. Uh, about children is being a good parent means you help them cope with pain Mm -hmm. and what we've got is the avoidance of pain and discomfort Mm -hmm. and uh, my free commercial is we have our little children running our lives rather than parents being parents and Mm -hmm. setting good boundaries and saying no you can't do 900 things this week yeah yeah um and I don't know if it's, I don't know what did that. I don't know if culture did that. I don't know if competitive nature did that, but I listen to these parents talk about what they're dragging their kids around to do and I'm exhausted. And I'm wondering, how do you have time to be a parent? Mm -hmm. And the answer is they don't. They're taxi cab drivers and they're letting other people parent and raise their children. Because part of the tough things about being a parent is living through liminal time, is living Mm -hmm. through summer vacation mm-hmm. right <laughs> you, know. you can't pack you can't pack family history into one summer vacation. No, and, and and what what coping mechanisms are we giving our kids what coping mechanisms are we we placing in them to to point mm-hmm. them to the strength of jesus right. christ and i'll be the first to admit if i have a chance to help my son avoid pain and anguish it's the default as a parent because you don't want to see your baby's struggle. Yeah. But at the same time, it's making that concerted effort to, ah, this sucks, but I got to let this happen. Yeah. And it's well, hard. And, and signing them up for all the things, it happens before you even know it's know happened. It. And so it's taking that time every once in a while to purposefully take stock of where you spent your week, where your kids spent their week, mm-hmm. and saying, okay, is it time to do things different? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're in school for however so long. So much of their, yeah. I mean, get off the bus at almost 
you know, 10 to 4 oh, in the yeah, afternoon. The, yeah. She was, the day Ridiculous. is gone. The day is yeah. gone. And we, we have like maybe an hour or two together, maybe if we're lucky, yeah. if we're lucky. And that's making, for me, it was making the decision that I'm going to come to work really early in the morning yeah. and work extra in other places so that I can be there to pick him up. Not everybody's got that sure, option. Yeah. I get that. So you've, you've got to find it where you can. But to bring it back around, the whole point is because things are never going to be perfect in this world. Mm -hmm. They're guaranteed. We have sin. This is all guaranteed to go. I mean, at one point, I think it pretty much says go up in flames. So that's the next reading. That's that's the next reading. It's going uh, up in flames. What have we instilled in our children so that when they're living through it and we've moved on, they cling to Christ and they know they can and they know that he is the only way through it all mm-hmm. and not so and not just surviving it but thriving in it and bringing others with him it's hard parenting is hard yeah that's why they let you young people do it <laughs> it's tough i don't always feel that's, like a tough. young person that's why nobody it. warns you either they don't warn you no that's why grand <laughs> that's why grandparents are so happy when when our children have children because mm-hmm. it's it's our revenge <laughs> because our kids are going to find out what we dealt with raising uh-huh. them. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I guess that's kind of true because, you know, I, last night there was, you know, a deja vu, deja vu moment for me, you know, thinking back to my childhood mm-hmm. with my son sitting up after church, working on a paper kind of thing. Oh, no. And I'm like, how many times did I do this growing up? And I'm sitting here having a fight with my mom because I don't want to write it the way she's telling me to write it. And I'm sitting there mm. telling my son to write it the way my mom always told me to write it. <laughs> and, I'm like, and so I just said, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to go sit and watch a hockey game. <laughs> You're on your own, kid. <laughs> and, Struggle and at, through. <laughs> and at that point, that's when mom came in and saved the day. <laughs> I, I got this. I got this. I can uh-huh. make you do it. I can make them do it. There you yeah. go. Sometimes you got to tag team with the spouse. This is true. Yep. Boy, we really chased a rabbit on that one. Didn't we did. We? Sorry, but it all related Second back Peter, to yeah. Second Se- Peter. Okay, what, Second you, Peter. what you want to say about Second I, Peter? I want to say Second Peter. Actually, uh, Second Thessalonians and Second Peter are two readings about the second coming of Jesus that we don't often read. Mm-hmm. That they're um, sort of country roads that we never take. Okay. That they're there and they're, mm-hmm. they're just it was neat to read them again and go oh yeah that's where that's where that is mm-hmm. i like um, peter's hat tip to paul yeah absolutely I like that. so so why do you think it is that it just in our daily readings that we go through that, that these passages maybe get overlooked because when it comes to this subject we want to stick with the familiar okay well, I was going to ask why Jesus's words aren't brought up this week. I mean, he had a lot to say in I, Matthew 24. I'm surprised that Matthew 24 isn't in these readings because that's Jesus himself talking about mm-hmm. his yes. return. Um, Which the, I have questions about that, but we can ask going deeper if you the, want. Mm-hmm. The problem with Matthew 24 is there are three questions posed, and Jesus answers all three of them. You just don't know in which an- which order he's answering mm-hmm. them. <laughs> and, and so scholars have kind of scratched their heads about Matthew 24 that um, there's a lot there. Um, 
and it's Jesus talking, but we're not sure which one he's answering. Mm-hmm. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. We don't have to dig in. We, we've got plenty of other things to dig into. We don't have to go there. That's right. And so that, that becomes your extra credit assignment for sure. the week is to go read Matthew 24. Read Matthew 24 and then let that be your questions you email to yeah. askgoingdeeper at gmail.com. <laughs> Askmarie.com. Um, but that domain doesn't exist. S- yeah. Second... <laughs> Second Peter, like the other passages, it's not just uh, getting your rapture robes and going and sitting on your roof. Mm-hmm. That um, uh, Second Peter says we need to be we need to strive to be found by Him mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. peace. Wow, hyrene uh, the the Greek word for peace doesn't mean the absence of conflict. It means the ability to make it through conflict ah. without spot or blemish. How do you do that, though? <laughs> I mean, well, this—it's not—it's kind of a rhetorical question, right? And I'm not like saying, "Well, how do you do that?" But I don't know. The, the spot and the blemish is obviously for very young people because mm-hmm. once you get to a certain age, your your skin does this weird stuff <laughs> and, and just starts uh-huh. changing colors and things pop out, and it's really weird. Um, I think it's back to honestly what marie was preaching about with our children you raise them so that um they have assurance in christ Mm -hmm. their focus is on christ Uh, their hope is to raise uh, themselves and their friends into a relationship with christ Um, Mm -hmm. we start focusing in in this culture and this time on something other than jesus it will separate you from your mental health really quickly I don't want to do that. Because we live in a, a wacky, um, it, it's a strange world. Mm-hmm. Um, Say that again. You know, Jerry Springer is considered um, mainstream and quite boring now. Um, yeah. That, it's like, understand. come on. Um, so peace, the peace that the Bible talks about is not something that you go and do push-ups and sit-ups and obtain it is a gift of god that mm-hmm. is given to you and um it's one of the fruits of the spirit and we forget that because mm-hmm. it's not listed mm-hmm. love first. joy peace patience kindness yeah. goodness it, gentleness faithfulness it, it's and right there and um sometimes in chaotic times you pray god give me your peace mm-hmm. And I know very often as a pastor, one of the ways I make decisions that I have to make sometimes is God, when I've made the right decision, give me the peace about it. Mm-hmm. And as the staff all knows from hanging around me, that <laughs> I've been struggling with a decision that I just hadn't had any peace about. Right. And um, until I get that peace... Um, so anyway, that, that's that's my. And once you have that piece, it doesn't mean everything's settled and okay. It just no, means you. It means I'm on the path. I believe that God's laid out for right. either me and or the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a, I don't know. We all, uh, what is it? Throw out our sheaves and say, "Okay, God, I want it dry this day." <laughs> and I'd like it. <clears throat> That was a discussion recently in my small group. Was could could it could it be um, like, a la Elijah with the mm-hmm. wet altar on fire? Can that uh, be the uh, sign? We, we want to go prophets Whoosh. of Baal. Yeah. Could, 
That would be good. Flashing signs. uh, I know. It doesn't come that way often. And it's quiet. And and what I've discovered, a lot of things in church life post-COVID are really struggling with what is best for the church as the body of Christ and what's best moving us forward. Again, I don't think... I think normal now is going to be redefined, Mm -hmm. particularly in church life. Yeah. I think um, it's inescapable. What is Christ calling us to at this time? And and I think Christ is calling us to revival. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. There, there are so many, uh, they're just small little pin lights of, mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit around Trinity that mm-hmm. um, pop up in the strangest places. People coming in saying, I believe God's calling me to do. And we say, go ahead. Yeah. Go for it. Mm-hmm. And you, some of those, and I guess what encourages me is so many of those things that people are feeling called to are actually outside the walls of the, the physical church. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're, they're out in our community where people are lost and hopeless and without Christ. And, and the Holy Spirit's raising up people to go into that world and uh, proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. So... Yeah, our waiting period is over. That ended in Acts chapter two. Oh, I, th- I thought we were finished. I was <laughs> no. looking for some timer. Yeah. Our waiting period's over. No, Let's go. No, 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 I, 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 I'm this, with you, Kyle. We got. This, we have the Holy Spirit. It's time yeah. to go. This no, the, the the physical plant it. we have here really it, it's it's not where we come to huddle. It's where we well, well. But if we do huddle here, we should be drawing up game plans. And, well, and drawn up the play right. that we're about to go execute. A, a training center to <clears throat> to train, an encouragement center to encourage mm-hmm. people yeah. and and show people how to live in an environment that is um, not comfortable for Christians in in many ways. Yeah, and how to live faithfully in a way that's winsome, in a way that points people to Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. um, not that easy. No, no, no. (laughs) Because we invariably, inevitably, (laughs) change up my language there, inevitably try to go at them and bulldoze a life. Yeah. We don't want to do that. A reed reed bruised or a wick Mm -hmm. gently burning. Somebody preached on that recently. Since we'll all say, these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness? waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God because mm-hmm. of which the heavens have been set ablaze and dissolved and the elements melt with fire. In other words, part of the coming of, of Christ is connected to our holiness and our godliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so I think our modern culture likes to kind of skip over that. Because, holiness and godliness? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, and even, Since the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and even our, Pretty much Adam and Eve were doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But our, our elements of our modern Christianity mm-hmm. want to ignore that. And we want to ignore uh, what Paul said in a book that he wrote <laughs> uh, where he said, should, should I sin all the more so that grace this can abound? abound. That, that's, yeah, that, would, that would be the book of Romans. That, yeah. well, I, I was making sure you knew what I was talking okay, about. Okay, just checking. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's all about our, uh, our mm, the word, uh, shoot, our motives. Ah. 
Okay. <laughs> that, that we shouldn't be seeking after holiness as the, the, the way to attain, but our holiness should be born out of our response to what we have received. Mm. Mm-hmm. I will accept your um, thesis as long as you keep holiness as a goal toward which we're striving. Oh, absolutely. Again, again not something we can <clears throat> produce, but given to us as a gift of um, our relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I certainly know that godliness, there is no godliness in Doug. <laughs> that it, it comes from somewhere it, else. It, it has to come from somewhere <laughs> else. Fair and. Enough. and and I'm quite certain that wherever God pours in his godliness in my life, it leaks. Mm. <laughs> I need to work on my godliness container because, yes, it leaks. But, again, Second Peter's not something we read mm-hmm. often. And while the images are harsh, the encouragement is powerful. Well, I think that that is a consistent theme with when we read about stuff like this, is that there's never harsh words without also words of encouragement and hope. Would you say it's like Nehushtan, that while you've got serpents there punishing you, you've also uh-huh. got the, the serpent mm-hmm. on the stick bringing you uh-huh. mercy? We, that, that somebody said that uh, mercy and justice are often very close to each other, but I don't know who that was. I just don't know why it had to be snakes. <laughs> Why did it have, have to, to be, be snakes? snakes? I know I said that recently in another uh-huh. thing, but I don't. Right. So I, we can go ahead and move forward into the Revelation passage. But what this I this one's fun. It is fun. We're we're gonna have to go through it kind of quickly. But, right. but but I'm going to I'm gonna hold my finger up and open the screen somewhere over there on the screen. I'm gonna put a link to the last episode that we did of the E100 series. I think that was season two, because it was us three talking about the book of Revelation. <laughs> okay, right, you're I gonna, forgot about that. You're we, bringing back a golden oldie then, or yeah. you're, you're well, asking just, them to bring back a golden oldie? If, if you want to hear more of what we thought at that particular time <laughs> about the book of we Revelation. We changed, man. <laughs> probably so. Uh, but, but we went in great depth. And great detail mm-hmm. into the book of Revelation, right. specifically covering chapters 21, 22. Right. Uh, in that episode. So if you want to hear even more after this one, link is in the corner. Right. Go I find would that say episode. don't personally. Mm-hmm. I like to rib and I like to ask questions. I already know the answers to just for funsies. But I would say with this passage, read it out loud and mm-hmm. then let that be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, Read it out loud and let that be it. I do have one mm-hmm. question. Oh, mm-hmm. we may, and I may have asked this already, but I've slept since then and I forgot. Who are the twelve apostles? It's not the twelve disciples. It says the twelve apostles, and I would assume Judas isn't included in that. No, mm-hmm. we're gonna have either Mattathias or Paul, Paul. acting as as mm-hmm. one of the Fair twelve. Enough. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, I would say honestly, if you've never read the book of the Revelation from beginning to end in one sitting totally do it oh it's fascinating and don't just don't get caught up just keep moving ahead put your study bible down Ooh. put your study bible down. right oh get the bible app to read it to you yeah just start to finish Mm -hmm. and just take it in and see if by the close of 22 Mm -hmm. 
when it's saying the spirit and the bride say come and let the one who hears say come let the one who is thirsty come and let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the water of life if all of that doesn't put you on your knees by the end mm-hmm. yeah. come talk to me well. <laughs> it, it should stir something in you mm-hmm. about that piece of us that longs for what we had all the way in the beginning yeah well and this is where it's made right yeah this is this is our look forward yeah. to where it's officially mm-hmm. officially like we're back where we're supposed to be i love the uh oh shoot i'm gonna have to look for it because i did not highlight it mm-hmm. but where where it says that he will be their God and they will be their people. Mm-hmm. That that section. Where is it? It's, Help me it's out, It's just please. right here. I mean, yeah. it's 21.3. Read that. Uh, read that for us. See, Doug. the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them and they will be his peoples and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more for the first things have passed away. And the one seated on the throne said, See, I'm making all things new. And I'm going to be standing in that making all things new line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if that's not powerful imagery right there. Because if, if you think about it, uh, when, when the Apostle John, the, the, the author of this book, is writing and he's, he's describing seeing Jerusalem come out, what does he not see? He does not see a temple. Yeah. Because the temple, the the purpose of the temple was to allow God to dwell amongst his people, but with that necessary separation because sin and Mm -hmm. our unholiness could not stand in the presence of a holy God. Mm -hmm. And now that all that's done, Hey, we're going to be up there without sin. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Yeah. God Himself is the temple. The temple. Mm. Air quotes. <laughs> but twenty-one and twenty-two. Also, if you want to go back to Genesis, have so many things that are parallel. The sea is no more. The God driving chaos away in the original creation. The tree of life reappears. The waters of life. So uh, you can say that Adam and Eve were evicted from the Garden of Eden and 21 and 22, God uh, shows us some prime real estate that's basically the Garden of Eden Mm -hmm. that we get back because of the work of Jesus Christ on the cross and Mm -hmm. making us new. Heaven's gonna be a great place. Um, We just all get to deal with each other and there are no hidden agendas and there are no, you know, none of the stuff that we human beings have to deal with on a, a, almost daily basis we're going to be made whole mm-hmm. um, so there won't be any miscommunication no miscommunication no, we won't no, misinterpret what each other no hurt says. feelings mm-hmm. no no uh, it, none of the stuff that goes on we're just all going to be in the presence of God with with work to do how do you like yeah. that you're not going to get to float around there's going to be work but the work won't be toil the work right. will bring great satisfaction and joy I want wings. I want a cloud. I want a little harp. No, you don't. No, <laughs> you, you don't. You don't. I want my no, mansion. I don't. You don't. No. <clears throat> no, but in in seriousness, this yeah. 
everything that is in these two chapters here is challenging. Mm-hmm. But like I said just a few minutes ago, without the challenge, or with every challenge, there's always that encouragement and that hope and that's something to look forward to. And man, it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be cool. And um, even us introverts will be happy being there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yes, the will. extroverts will know when to leave us alone. The extroverts will know when to leave us alone. <laughs> and we get to roam around heaven for eternity having small conversations with people you've always wanted to talk to i want to um you know just just imagine you get to meet the apostle paul Mm -hmm. yes we all have questions for the apostle paul i know paul did you really mean that Uh but um (laughs) you know what paul's gonna say it's fine it's fine (laughs) it's fine don't worry about it (laughs) um and we get to be in the presence of jesus and, how, and we're loved. Mm-hmm. That's just awesome. We're loved. Yeah. And and how much of realizing that we were majoring on the minors and so many things, mm-hmm. and we elevated certain things to where they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I just yeah, I, I think having that perspective of what really mattered mm-hmm. and what really matters. And Methodist, you know, we talk about prevenient grace, justifying grace, sanctifying gl- grace. We also talk about glorifying grace, mm-hmm. that in heaven God is continuing to glorify us, continuing to, to make us and remake us in his image. So the work of Christ and the work of grace goes on even in our, our heavenly experience that we're um, – deepening our our relationship deepening our conversations uh, i'm going to be hanging out with the trappist monks and um <laughs> they do doug will be over in the corner praying 12 times a day and <laughs> oh the brew beer yes they they do there uh-huh. there'll be beer in heaven mm-hmm. <laughs> for those of you wondering yes there will be mm-hmm. also be, be there. there'll also be wine there yes there and will be dogs you uh, maybe remember in my the Genesis study, I was making a big deal that human be- that animals were created nefesh haya, mm-hmm. a living being. Mm-hmm. Human beings are created nefesh haya. Um, the inference is that there are some things we share in common, or animals share in common with us. And um, Jesus, or the Bible's already told us, in eternity the lion and the lamb lay down together. Well, if there are no lions and lambs up there, how are they going to lay down together? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You don't so, have to worry about me. I know my dogs are going to be Your there. puppy right. dogs are going to be there, okay? okay? All right, yes. All right, so, well, I, I feel like we've kind of come for full circle on... We got All puppies right. going in, in heaven. Yeah. We've we've come full circle. This is yeah. a good well, note to end on. <laughs> well, it, it really kind of is because we've ended in a good place. You know, we're we're looking forward to heaven, and uh, I, I want to know for the listeners and watchers out there um, your questions because inevitably you're going to have questions about this that, because this is not you know your elementary school passages these are these are some pretty weighty passages and it really is easy to get bogged down so 
do send us your questions. I, we're very close to the end. We only have one more episode left of this season. And if you're still listening and if you're still tracking with us, then you've almost made it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're... You can get it. You can, <laughs> you can do it. There. You can do it. <laughs> so send us your questions to askgoingdeeper at gmail.com. Uh, let us know maybe in the comments what in, in this week's reading is something that really... What's an image that stuck out to you that maybe gave you some extra hope uh, to, to look forward to something to look forward to instead of be afraid of? That's, that's a good place to, to end it, I think. So, but with that, make sure you're subscribed, hit the like button, leave us a review on podcast things if you know where to do that, share it with somebody, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next time.